You're locked Hello. in with Atlanta's hottest hip-hop station. The Hype 87.3. That's right. It's your girl, Tampa Mystic, and we are live right here on The Hype 87.3. Man, listen, it's been a beautiful and productive day. I have another guest checking in all the way from Alabama. She came in here looking beautiful, you guys. Like her and Aww. her manager came in here as a whole vibe. I thrive on energy. Okay. Shout out to Slim Dolo. How you doing, my love? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you for being a part of the what we got going on here at the Hype 87.3. No, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, I'm Slim Dolo. You can find me everywhere at Slim.Dolo on all platforms. Um, I'm from Detroit, but I recently um, relocated to Alabama. That's where I'm at now. Absolutely. So we're going to just talk about your entire journey. It's important for people to understand, right? Yes, ma'am. So you were born in Detroit. Yes, ma'am. Up until what age did you live there? Oh, I'm 29 to 26. Okay, so you lived there almost your entire life. life. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Take us back through your childhood. What was it like for you growing up there? I'm a bit rough. I mean, I've seen everything that you can imagine going on in Detroit. Yeah. For real. Like, I went through the whole struggle. I went without. I had at times, you know. Like, I had parents that went through the struggle. I lost my mom early. Man, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, thank you. Um, I lost my brother um, when I was 16. So, I've I've seen it all. I've done it all. I've been in the streets. I've been out of them. I went to college. I just, I've I've had a journey. Yeah. <laughs> It's important for people to understand that, and I and I thank you for being transparent about it. Yeah. It's important. We have to talk about it and get it off of our chest, right? Mm-hmm. We can't bottle up, because that's where anxiety comes in. Mm-hmm. Anger. Um, yeah. So, you were about how old when your mom passed? Four. Wow. Yeah, I was, just, I was a little something. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, you know, without getting too deep into that, because I know it's very personal for you, mm-hmm. um, what memories do you have, you know, of her? Um, I have a couple. I um I remember playing outside with her my dog. I had a dog named Toga. Aww. And um she was fiddling around with the sprinkler and it wouldn't work for her. And so um I realized that it was, you know, clenched. Yeah. So I unclenched it and it sprayed up in her face. So <laughs> that's one good memory I do have. Yeah. But um I don't have too many, but that's one of the good ones. Absolutely. Yeah. At the age of four, like stuff is kind of foggy mm-hmm. before that. It's like very sporadically. You remember little things, but that's good that you have a fun, happy time yeah. that you can go back and live and relate to. Um, is she buried in Detroit? Yes, ma'am. She's um, she's in a mausoleum okay. at Mount Hope. Beautiful. So, yeah. Beautiful. Well, my condolences to you on that. I couldn't even imagine. I, I just lost my mom two years ago, but I got Aww. many years with her. I couldn't imagine literally spending almost my entire life without her. That's tough. Yeah. Um, who was your support system? Growing up, it was my grandmother and my father, pretty much my brother that I lost. Yeah. But, you know, that was and my cousin. That was my major support system. Yeah. Growing up. That's beautiful, though, that you had people around you that were supporting you. Now, as a little girl, did you aspire to do something different before music? Yes. I wanted to be a neonatologist. That's why I have a degree in biology right now. So Wow. Yeah, I wanted. To, I had a big dream. You know, I still aspire to be big, but my dreams have changed just because of my life experiences. I felt like I should do something that, um, uh, as you could say, like a God calling yes. type deal. Absolutely. And music's probably a therapy for you as well. Yes. I've always written. I wrote, started out writing stories and then I wrote poetry. And then in college, um, I linked up with a songwriter. He's actually kind of big in Atlanta. Um, 
me and him started writing and he I recorded my first song with him. Oh. So ever since then I've just been, you know, perfecting my craft and trying to get the different spaces. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so glad that you didn't allow none of that to stop you to get in your way. It sounds like if anything you use it as fuel, like to yeah. motivate you. Mm-hmm. You know, you lost your mom, you lost your brother. You know, that's all stuff that people will use as a reason why they can't do stuff. No, I re- I use it as a reason to keep going. Yes. That's what your mom would want. Mm-hmm. That's what your brother would want. Yeah. How long has your brother um, passed? How long uh, ago? He, uh, well, he was killed by police. Oh, my gosh. Um, in 2010. Um, it's still an open investigation. The police officer uh, went to, or took an early retirement and left the country. So, yeah, DPD. Shout out to y'all. Wow. <laughs> and that's another, gosh, that's another whole entire topic that needs to be addressed Uh, yes absolutely because the same people that are supposed to be protecting us are the same people that are killing us yes ma'am and And that's unfortunate i don't trust any of them nope i don't trust them Mm -mm. if i get pulled over honestly not to get off subject but if i got pulled over late at night i would keep going until i was in a safe Safe. space Mm -hmm. i don't trust them as a woman, you shouldn't. No, I don't trust. I don't trust nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we were talking about I keep the doors locked because you know experiences that we've had throughout our life. I'm so sorry about your brother. How old was he? Uh, I was 16. Skeeter should have been like uh, age gap kids. Yeah, so he was. He was about 35. Wow. Yeah. Most of my siblings are way older than me. I'm the baby. <laughs> baby. Yeah. yeah. That is really, really dope. Well, you know, again, my condolences. That's Thank you. that's crazy. I pray to God that you get the justice that you absolutely deserve. Yeah. You have to. That's something you can never let up on Mm-mm. because the system is not set up to protect the people. Nope. The justice is not there. Nope. It's up to us, the people, the civilians to keep pressing and pressing. Just like, you know, when these young women and stuff go missing yes. and they tr- try to blow it off. Oh, they ran away. No, they, no, they didn't. No, they're probably mm-hmm. being trafficked. Traffic, human trafficking is big right now. It's big, especially by the people who are in charge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's some people don't try don't don't question it, but mm-mm. no, absolutely no one. We have to keep that alive. Yes, we have to keep your brother's you know legacy alive. Oh, every time, every chance I get, I post him. I I, I talk about him. Every yeah. chance I get, he was a U.S. soldier. He was, yeah, he's a, a U.S. Army vet. That's wow. crazy, right? Wow. He came home, was going back to college to support to support his children, my niece and nephews, and lost his life, unfortunately. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How old are his was his babies at that time? At the time, um under, know, they were under eighteen. Yeah. All of them. Um my niece was small. We talking we talking uh thirteen years ago. Thirteen years ago. My my young my niece just turned uh nineteen. So young. Wow. Young. So they didn't even really have the opportunity to to really know their father, you no. know, because they he was taken away from them mm-hmm. tragically at a young age. How do you like stay so focused and positive after everything that you've experienced? I use it as a as a means to make them proud. I know that um, if they can't fight for me here, they're fighting for me up there with the Lord. So, yes. you know, I have to use that energy to put it in, put it into my craft and what I got going and what I want to do. So, no matter what it is, because I, I wear many hats just like my manager does, yes. I, I use it to keep going. I got kids of my own; they're yes. looking up to me. I have a daughter that's looking up to me. I have a son that's looking up to me. So, I use it as a as a motive to keep going. Absolutely. When you become a parent, it becomes bigger than you. Mm-hmm. It suddenly just everything changes. How did motherhood change your life? 
Uh, motherhood made me better. It's crazy because when I was younger, I tell people this all the time. Like, I pray for patience. Yeah. Pray for patience. And people say, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. And boom, two kids. So. <laughs> you got to have a lot of patience. Okay. So, yeah. Um, they they changed me for the better, for yeah. real. Like, I, I was real selfish as a, as a teenager and yeah. growing up, you know. So, um, they made me slow down and think, thing, think about things. And, you know, I have to think things thoroughly because I was I would get up and go yeah but now I can't just get up and go I have to think things out plan things so they changed me for the better that's a positive thing though Mm -hmm. that's something that I think every person should adopt into their lifestyle is to think before they do something yes because being reactive rather than proactive can put you in an ugly situation Mm -hmm. yeah and being a parent will absolutely do that because now it's not just about you no more. Mm-hmm. You know, we can still be a little selfish, you, you know, know what I'm saying? <laughs> but now we have kids that we have to divvy our time up to and everything. Yeah. And, you know, your kids, you are their first love. Mm-hmm. You are absolutely. My, my kids live in my skin. As soon as I walk in the room, they mommy, 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 I love you, I love you, I love you. See? So. Man, that makes it all worth it, don't mm-hmm. it? That makes life worth living. Yeah. Just it's waking up. Yes, it's unconditional. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because they're so pure. Yeah. You know, and it, it takes us as a parent to instill all the good things into them. Yeah. Because I, I really believe, and me and my dad were just having this conversation. I went to visit him. Mm-hmm. A lot of the ugliness comes from the environments that people are brought up in. Like, they're conditioned Absolutely. to hate people or whatever mm-hmm. because what they were taught. Yeah. We got to stop doing that. We got to mm-hmm. show love and teach love and unity is so important. You and know, my kids are so they're so friendly. They're hey, hi, I love hi, it hi. because at home I'm, I love you. I love yes. you. Give me kisses. Give me love. I yes. love you. Mm-hmm. I pour love into my kids. Absolutely. And you can never give them enough of that. Mm-mm. You know, we Mm-mm. could tell them a million times a day how much we love them. Like my son is 29 years old mm-hmm. and I still tell him he's my baby. He's yep. never not going to be my baby. You know, he's married and does his own. You know, he so got to still your baby. Still my baby. Absolutely. My most son, definitely. He, he wanted, mom, get off me. Now he's at the age where he's like, mom, get off me. <laughs> nope. Come here. Exactly. Yeah. They'll go through that phase, but they'll, they'll, they'll come out of it too. Cause it's funny. Cause my son's wife, mm-hmm. my son is biracial. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so I experienced a lot of racism and stuff. 29 years ago, it was yeah. more prevalent. Than it is now. Um, but my son's wife, it's so funny. Cause her and I favor each other a lot. Mm-hmm. And, People say, you know, like with boys, they tend to be attracted to women that remind them of their mother, mother. you know. Mm-hmm. So don't be surprised when your son marries a woman that kind of maybe favors you a little bit, you know yeah. what I'm saying? With hopes that he will. With, right, with hopes that he brings home somebody that's smart and yeah. caring. Has ambitions and Lord. not out here doing all the weird stuff. Okay. <laughs> so um, about when did music really start becoming like something that you were taking on a professional level? Um, at 17, actually, it was, that's when I started actually like writing music. I didn't start recording music, but I started writing music and, um, I went to, um, the Motown anniversary at the White House when I was 17. Um, Barry Gordy, he sat down and had a a one-on-one interview with us, the the kids that came from Detroit. And he was just like like, explaining a lot of things that made sense to me. So I I was like, maybe I can do this. Because, you know, people, when they hear, oh, I want to be a rapper or I want to be a (laughs) singer, they're like, "Uh, that doesn't pay the bills. (laughs) So (laughs) I just was like, maybe I can do this. Like, of course I got a plan B, you know, but... 
pretty much he just was like, if, if that's what you want to do, that's your release. If you if you're happy doing it, make it a career. Absolutely. So. Ever since then, I've been trying to make it work. You know, of course, I've had bumps in the road, kids, yeah. and things and, and jobs that I've had to, you know, do. But uh, it always boils back to it at, at the end of the day. Absolutely. That's the that's the biggest thing, just like we were having a conversation before we started. And we're going to get into all the other things you do because you do a lot. Yes. <laughs> um, is finding your passion. Mm-hmm. And through your passion, you're living your purpose. Yeah. And we're, that's going to lead us into our next conversation, talking about the nonprofits. Okay. So you've been doing music for a while, and we are definitely going to come back to that. But I want to lead into, you know, when we live our passion, again, it leads us into our purpose. Um, you and your manager, who is also your cousin, I don't know yes. if you just claim that out in the public, but it's oh, out no. there now, you know. Family. Right. Okay. Family. Um, talk to us about the nonprofit organizations. Um, my cousin, she's been taking care of kids since she was young, like, you know what I mean? So, and me and her have grown way closer. Like, of course, you know, we were close as, you know, kids, but, you know, as we've been, uh, as I've grown into an adult, because, you know, she's uh, um, older than me, but, um, she took her passion and turned it into a business. Well, uh, yeah, a business. So, um... We care for young at-risk children and their families, not just the children, but their families as well. We provide um, community outreach uh, resources as far as, like, finding jobs, um, baby milk, Pampers, you can come to us for it. If you have some a situation going on, your child is more more than welcome to come with us until you get on your feet wow. at no cost. So um, wow. we take donations, of course, but we do it at, at no cost to the parents. Because, I mean, if you can't afford yeah. food, we know you can't afford to pay no one. So, yeah, absolutely. And, shoot, the government is using everything as a as a, as a business. You know, they open from 9 to 5. Yes. So what happens when you work at night? Absolutely. So we are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's holidays. We give uh, Christmas giveaways, Thanksgiving giveaways, Easter giveaways, any, like shoes, clothes, food, anything you need. We provide three free meals a day for course wow. meals. Say it into that mic. Um, we provide three full course free meals to the children that don't have food at home. Mm-hmm. Wow. We give them clothes. We do free transportation. We take them to doctor's appointments. Wow. I'm also an ordained minister, so I speak a lot of life into the yeah. children. Um, we do a lot. We love it. I've been taking care of kids since I was 14 years old out of my own pocket, cutting grass, painting houses. Whatever money I always made, I always spent it on someone else's child. You're such a, ble- both of you ladies are a blessing. She's angelic. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And that's why God will continue to bless you because I'm a big believer. We don't get our blessings from no man. We get them from God, right? Absolutely. So when we are out here pouring love into people and just helping people unconditionally, God's going to bless you. Mm-hmm. And that's why things are going well for you. That's yeah. why things are going well for you. I, we love providing the services to the families that need it. We help with children with autism, behavior health problems. We prevent Mm -hmm. children from... Which takes the patience. Yes. Mm -hmm. We we try to uh, help prevent child abuse. Yeah. Um, You know, sometimes people don't want to go to DHR. People don't want to turn to the foster system when their children is in danger. Because a lot of times you don't get them back and they are treated worse in the system. Facts. That's true. I know. I'm a licensed foster parent as well. I listen, I watch a lot of these crime shows and that happens a lot when kids get put into the system, they end up getting abused, whether it be sexually, mm-hmm. mentally, physically by their foster parents. Yep. They were worse off so than that. You protect them. You protect them. What's yes. the name of the nonprofit? 
Mickey, Mickey Lynn's uh, Family and Community Outreach Incorporated. You can Google us. It'll come up right now. Mm-hmm. Say it one more time. Mickey Lynn's uh, Family and Community Outreach. Lynn's like L-Y? Yes. Mickey, yeah, Mickey Lynn's. named after my mother okay. and my uh, uncle, uncle who had passed away. Mm. My mom passed away. We're still trying to figure that out. Wow. And that was in 2005. But then our uncle, who is a veteran from the U.S. Army, passed away. So we launched our nonprofit organization in their name because mm-hmm. they always wanted us to keep taking care of kids yes. and keep helping our community. So we launched a nonprofit in, in their, their name honor. to honor mm-hmm. their wishes. Well, thank you both for doing that because it's so needed. We need more of that in this world because there's so much ugliness out here. Yes. And oftentimes the kids feel like they have nobody. Mm-hmm. They feel lost. Like, they really feel like that they have absolutely nobody. They're closing all the schools and getting rid of all the, you know, the the programs. A lot of the companies don't provide services for families, let alone children. Yes, Mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. Especially autistic children. A lot of people don't know how to deal with them. That's why a lot of those type of children are being abused. Yes. Because no one... As the patient, people don't have yeah. the knowledge on how to care for them. Right, because they require a lot more attention. And yes. you have to have that the patience. Absolutely. Because my cousin, you know, she was she was on drugs, so her child now has, you know, some Ish- issues, issues and stuff and she couldn't take care of them. So my aunt and uncle are taking care of them because she just didn't know how, you know. Yeah. She was dealing with her own problems. So it's like, you know, there are kids out there who need absolutely now let me ask you this. If there's people in need outside of your area, you know, and, and is there services or stuff that you can help with um, people that are not in your area? Well, we do like school drives where we'll mail stuff off. Oh, okay. We they need school supplies and stuff clothes. like that. Like Focus. if you need clothes, if you need school supplies, if you just need some counseling over the phone, if you <coughs> if you need any kind of counseling for your child, yeah. I provide that. You okay. know, I do video chats with people if they nice. need someone to talk to. If you're thinking about getting married and you have children involved, you want to make sure that you're marrying the right person because you have another, you have family. Yeah. So I also provide premarital counseling. Wow. Mm-hmm. You're a blessing. Yes. My goodness. Yes. Wow. That is amazing. Thank so you for doing that. All you have to do is just DM us, and we have the Facebook page. That's in Mickey Lynn's Family and Community Outreach. Um, you can Google us. We're on there. Um, you can find us on Instagram. Mickey Lynn's. That's M-I-C-K-E-Y-L-Y-N-N. Mickey Lynn's. And if there's people who want to potentially make donations, whether it be, you know, money or clothing or diapers or food, they can reach out to you the same way? Yes, Yes, ma'am. You can donate whatever you like. It doesn't necessarily have to be money. Yeah. Um, It can be things to help the child get to the next step or maybe a parent needing interview Hygiene. Yes. You know, because sometimes a parent can find a job, but you have to be presentable when you get there. Okay, so... Clothing, you definitely for adults and stuff. Yep. Yes, because I cycle out my closet a lot <laughs> because I don't like being wearing the same thing all the time in my interviews and stuff. So, yeah. and oftentimes I just drop it at Goodwill, but it's always still. So there's some stuff I only wear once, literally. And I'm like, okay, I'll start hanging on to it. And, you know, I, listen, I would rather know that it's going to somebody who absolutely needs it versus Goodwill selling it to somebody. You get yeah. what I'm saying? We we'll drive to come get it. We mm-hmm. drive everywhere. That's beautiful. We normally don't take a train or anything. We normally drive. drive. Yeah. We so you're spending your own coin to get there. Yeah. Yes. 
And a lot of times we have things with us. So, like, if we see someone homeless, we can give them hygiene products. Yeah. Right cute. now in the back of the car, is, there's, there's soap and deodorant and <laughs> razors and everything else. <laughs> the stuff that they need yeah. but don't have the funds necessarily, yes, you know, because yes, they need to clean themselves up to maybe go apply for a job or something. Yeah, just yeah. because you're homeless doesn't mean that you don't want to wash up or look presentable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, oftentimes people that are homeless, they just fell upon a, a hard time. Yes. Yeah doesn't mean that they're strung out on drugs a like that's our veterans too yes they are absolutely they are and the way the system is set up they are not taken care of and they're not supposed to be out there no they are not it makes it breaks my heart it really and it breaks my heart when i not to get too much off subject but when i see people who are 80 and they still have to work yeah like not because they want insane, to but because they have to because There's they bills. have to and that's the kind of stuff we We've, like to help yeah. with that just breaks my heart because i'm just like at that age you're supposed to be enjoying life so yes. thank you ladies for all the services that you offer all the good that you're giving back you know to the community and beyond that's so beautiful yes, we don't have a limit we're open 24 hours a day seven days a week we will respond oh. 24 hours a day um if if it's in driving distance, we will come and get it. If it's a little further, we'll arrange yeah. a day, and we'll still come and get it, as long as it's helping the people we're trying to the help. Cause, yeah. Absolutely. And, yes, it. we invest our own money. Yeah. I love it. God's going to continue to bless you. Anything. We do it all our own pocket. I love it. I love it. That's beautiful. I can tell. I can tell. So with you guys doing this and just, you know, giving back to people who genuinely need it, how do you feel like that that helps you on the flip side where you're doing your music? Um, again, it's about it's the kind of driving me for real. Like, I know I have to provide for them along with my kids. So it's like, yeah. I don't. I want to have. I want to always be able to provide resources. So in order for me to do that, yes. I have to number one, you know, make coin, of course. Yes. But I also have to reach people. Yes. So and the quickest way to do it is by by people. They they people are driven by their feelings, no yes. matter what it is. It's whether it's anger, whether it's frustration, whether it's happiness, whether it's you know, they're driven by their emotions. Yes. So what other way do you like vibe out to your emotions but music? Yes. Music is like that therapy. Yeah, for everybody. We all have them go-to songs that we listen to, whether we're sad, we're happy, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know. And, and music is a universal language. Yes. No matter what walk of life, no matter what, you know, nationality, age, we all listen to music. Yes. We all listen to music and we all have our favorites and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, You know, who are a couple artists and maybe not even necessarily their sound but like just their hustle their grind who are a couple artists that's motivated you as far as like the hustle and the grind I would, nipsey that was yeah. my baby that, my, he right there with you yeah, behind I, you I, when i walked in i was like oh that's dope yeah. i like that <laughs> but um as far as me growing musically tupac yeah Ugh. he had a he had a, a message he had a you know he had a i am who i am type of vibe and that's how i rock you know i don't I don't necessarily think that I'm going to be for everyone, yeah. but the people that do rock with me, rock with me. You know oh. what I'm saying? Like, whether it be my music, whether it be my energy, people rock with me. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? And I stand on what I, my message, I stand on my, my image, I stand on, you know, my purpose. I stand on it. Absolutely. And I'm unapologetic about it. And he was definitely unapologetic. Okay. As you should be. We are not put on this earth to please everybody, mm-hmm. nor should we try. Okay. Because we're going to wear ourselves out. I remember when Tupac died in 1996, I was in the middle of getting my car detailed. I remember it and it came on the radio and I cried. My first tattoo, you guys, said Thug Life on my ankle. I know that's right. I, you couldn't tell I me I wasn't a right. thug. 
<laughs> you couldn't tell me like Tupac had such uh, impact energy. and yes. energy about himself. I, did you guys see that they are just now making arrest? Yes, like, I saw that. All these years later, and I'm like, do they really even have it right? I hope so. You know what I'm saying? Well, like they've been looking into him for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. So I, I hope they did. They I, do they due diligence? Due diligence. But this should finally. It shouldn't have took what. 25 years? Especially with somebody like a Tupac, Tupac who is like a major figure out here, not just as an artist, but as an activist and an mm-hmm. actor and so many other things. That's crazy. So, yeah, he's definitely an inspiration and, and long live Nip as well. Yes. Um, how do you feel about the hip hop community? We're 50 years old right now. Yeah. Hip hop is 50 years old. It's a business that we're both in. It's a business that we love and we thrive. Where we're at with hip hop in 2023 music business how do you feel about it um i feel like uh it's still you know how can i say this it's 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 changing with the with the people yeah. i mean right now we're in a party era yes you know what i'm saying so hip-hop went from you know speaking on a message about you know the injustice that was going on in the community yes. and then as as the things changing in life their music is changing yes so I think right now, I mean, right now we're headed into the women's era. I agree. Women women are taking over right now. 100%. So, um we in charge. Okay. <laughs> women run the world right now. So, I think it's it right now it's it's positive. Yes. I would say that and we're partying, we're living. I love it. It is what it is and and women right now are unapologetic like I said earlier. That we're unapologetic about it right now. As we should be. Okay. I live in. I love that. Yes. <laughs> like we are outside wide open, okay. you know, having fun. Like, mm-hmm. listen, I'm an OG. I was back in the nineties. I got to experience the real freak Nick. Yeah. Listen, I was here in ATL. That's what made me decide. Yeah. I might be on that documentary. I was just about to say, like, don't let me see you on the documentary. Doing it. Like, <laughs> I was living life, trust me, outside with it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I love the fact that now women are able to truly express themselves. And there are going to be people who shame or whatever. F them. But for the most part, women can do what they want because Mm -hmm. men have been doing it for years. For years. Men have been dogging women out. Men have been doing disgusting stuff for years. And now women have flipped the coin. We we absolutely can do it. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Do whatever you want. Um, with that being said, as a female artist, you're in, you're an attractive female artist. So I know you, you get the mean c- constantly coming at you. What are you doing as a, as a young female artist to stay on top of your game and just stay about your business? I stay about my business. I know that's right. Like they, I mean, <laughs> just of, course, of course they approach me and oh. Try to flirt next line. Z. Uh-uh. I'm here for an event. I'm here for business. I'm here for an interview. I'm here for whatever it is. I, nope. Absolutely, you have to stand your ground with that. Stay, yeah, once if you give them an inch, they're gonna take a mile. So I, I just I nip it in the bud. Yes, there is no uh, flirting with me. I, if, if we're on business, that's what it is, and I stand on it. I make sure they know that so yes. that they they get the point pretty right. much. Because I mean, as a woman in this industry, it's a man ran business, regardless of who's as far as artists go right now. Facts. It's still run by men. Yes, so. In order for me to be taken seriously, I have to take myself seriously. So that means I have to stand on business. Yes. Not letting them get too comfortable with mm-hmm. you. Because as soon as you let them, it's crazy to me. 
You can like a dude's photo. I mean, all I did was hit the like button, and, and two seconds later, they in your DM. DM. I'm like, bruh, just because I liked your photo, don't mean that I'm trying to holler at you. Okay. Like, just Shit, get over I yourself. Like, bump that. I might have liked the background. No, I like the shoes you was wearing. Okay. Like, <laughs> so like on the shoes, not shoes. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't even notice your face. <laughs> nah, for real, that's really dope. So, um. When you first started putting out music, mm-hmm. do you recall the first song that you put on the digital platforms? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah I had a song called um, I'm the S, I'm the sh- Ish. Okay. And baby, when I tell you I done grown since then, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you can tell the energy has changed. My confidence is way better. Yes. You know, my delivery is way better. Um, uh, I've, I've learned to put songs, let's put records together. Yes. Those songs. I've learned to put records together. Actually constructing them the yeah. right way. So, shoot, that was in 2011. So, yeah, that was a long time. You're 12 years in. Though. Yeah. So, what are some of the things that you've done as an artist, independent artist, over these last 12 years to level up and, and to get, you know, like you said, learn how to construct, you know, music, just studying the business? Um, yeah, learning the business, learning my way around, and then building a team. Yeah. You know, so, um, like I said, life, I kind of put a pause on things with my kids, and, you know, I have to pay bills, you know what I'm yeah, saying? So, of course. Um, now that I'm taking it seriously, I had to build a team around me. Like, my manager, she is like a one-stop shop for real. But, I could tell. You know, but it's <laughs> Both certain, of you are. Yeah. It's certain <laughs> things that, you know, she can't do. So, yeah. I had to build a team around me. Yes. So, right now, like, um, my dad helps, like, you know, I have people around that that's are dope. supporting me or rooting for me now. So, um, that's more, like, that's most ma- majority of the story for real. Like, I had to build a team and the things that I didn't know, my manager knows. And if she don't know, we go find somebody who knows i know that's right <laughs> yeah resources yeah so your dad lives in alabama no my dad still lives in michigan he still in, he still lives in detroit is he gonna move down no 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 <laughs> he's my stu- dad, my dad huh. he's stuck in yep. his ways mm-hmm. yeah i understand yep he don't get tired of the cold nope <laughs> he said this he home for me i got this he leaving my grandma <laughs> he, okay he ain't going nowhere for my grandma I understood okay. that makes sense he the baby look i'm the baby of the baby of the baby <laughs> So my grandmother is the baby, my dad is the baby, and Understood. I'm the baby. So, yeah, and I'm the baby too. Yeah, babies. <laughs> Do you get back up to Detroit a lot? Um, I usually try to go once a year. Yeah. I, um, I probably won't make it back up this year, but that's because my dad is gonna. He swear he gonna come down. Yeah. But um, oh, dad, yeah, I'm talking about you. I know that's right. Uh, but yeah, he um, I might not go this year. I have a lot of things um that's coming up, so Understood. I might not make it this year. But I try to make it as when. when I'll, when they, when my dad summons me or my grandmother calls for me, then I try to go up there. Absolutely. Understood. I get back home maybe once every year and a half. Like it's yeah. tough. You know, yeah. when, when you are a business owner, you're a mother, you have a lot going on. Like it's hard to take a pause and go yeah. back home. When you moved to Alabama, what made you decide to move? Um, I was going through a traumatic um, thing, right? Like a little experience right there with relationship thing. It was, yeah. yeah. It was it time was for me to leave. Yeah, yeah you need a fresh start. Yeah, it was time for me to leave. So I came down here and my, well, I called my cousin and she was like, you know, come on. I know that's Doors right. Doors open. Come on. I love you it. You and the babies. Come on. I drop everything. I don't care if you don't come with nothing. I came down, I came to Alabama three years ago with two kids, two bags, gar- a grocery store bags and a car seat. Now I have every, I have my own everything now. I love it. So. I love it because you're strong. Like you yeah. are not letting nothing stand in your way. And everything that we go through, every adversity, every trauma, every toxic situation, built makes us stronger mm-hmm. and stronger. I can't speak for the men, but I know men 
child, please. We ain't going to talk about them, but we as women are so strong. Yes. Because we give life to a whole other human being. We do something a man could never, never imagine, ever think about doing. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, fellas, don't ever throw shade at us women because we gave you life. Okay. You came, you came from, from a, a woman. woman. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, whatever situation you went through, you know, you, you got through that. Use it as fuel. You use it as fuel. How are you like living in Alabama? Keep it G. Um, coming from Detroit, it was a it was a, a change of pace. Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, it's it slowed way <sighs> down. Maybe I you enjoy that. it. No, yeah. I enjoy it. I honestly enjoy it. I can stop and breathe. Yes, you know, and Detroit is, is constantly on go, like New York, hustle and, and bustle. Yeah. So coming to Alabama was a was a change of pace that I needed yeah. to get my life together real quick. Absolutely, I would love that. Like, I'm really like when I retire, I want to move like out in the. The country, country. like yeah. I want to be away from. I would do that now if I could. You know what I'm saying? I want to be away from all that hustle and bustle. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's tiring mentally. It, it is so. absolutely. So the city that you're in now in Alabama, what's the music scene like out there? Mm. Um, <laughs> we have artists, you know, local artists. I like every other city. You know what I'm saying? They're um, I enjoy a few of them, you know. Some of them just ain't for me. I'm not going to say that they're yeah. bad, but they're just not my cup of tea. Understood. But, I mean, it's it's not like um, it's not like a like a Atlanta or yeah. something like that. But um, we got a few popping artists, you know, and there's a lot of – it's a big city around me, uh, Birmingham. They got a few artists that come out of, out of, out of there in Mobile. You yes. know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I enjoy some of the music that comes out of there. You know, some of it just isn't my cup of tea, but I enjoy it, though. Understood. I Absolutely. Yeah, it's like we said earlier, not everybody's going to like what we do. Mm -hmm. Some people may hate what I do, but that's cool because there's going to be a lot that love what I do. And Mm -hmm. same thing, you know, we we, everything's not our cup of tea. Yeah, absolutely. Um, What are some of the things that you're focusing on right now as an artist to to advance yourself and get yourself to the next level? Right now, since I um, perfected my like, you know, my craft itself, I'm. Just I'll try to get my face seen now. Like yeah. I'm trying to get heard. Yes, I'm trying to make myself uh, available to the right people. Yes, you know what I'm saying. So now that I have the message good, complete, I have to market it. Yes, I have to get to get in the right doors. Yes, so that's why I'm everywhere. I'm I got I'm, I'll be in Houston in a, in a few weeks. I'm, yes. I'm New Orleans. I'm Detroit. I'm everywhere right now. So that's pretty much where I'm at with it right now. And you have great representation. Let me tell oh, you. Oh, yeah, my she, manager is amazing. She's been a gem. Like, we've been consulting with each other and conversing on social media, and she's been on oh, yeah. top of it. And I love that because, I don't know, women get stuff done. Okay. Like, <laughs> shade, but no shade, but shade to the oh, fellas. The shade, respectfully. Yeah, respectfully. You need a woman on your team because women are very organized. Yes, like women handle the administrative stuff very well where that's where a lot of men lack is the administrative Mm -hmm. stuff. Like they don't want to take the time to answer emails and check the messages. That type of stuff is important. I I posted a video about it recently. Like, you know how many times like I'll send someone an email and it's two weeks before I hear it back. Like, oh, I ain't check my email. Bruh. You need I wear so many hats that I don't have a choice but to immediately check my email. You stay on top she of it. Has two like phones and they always at a record. Me too. Hey, I got two I phones. <laughs> so I got two to be on top of phones. Phones. Okay. Yeah. She absolutely. Stay, she's glued. At all times I'll be talking to her, she'll be like, huh? 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 It's cause she in her phone. She yes. she networking. She's trying to find me a door to get in. She's trying to with the business, she's uh, 24 hours a day. She's Well, I wanted to give her flowers because she's been absolutely a gym to work with. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just in the short time that we've been conversing, she's been very professional. Mm-hmm. 
she's on top of it. She's, you know, and, and I'll tell you, like, oftentimes I meet artists and their manager is the one who's sabotaging their career. She, she, she's, she's, she's driving it. She is on it. Like I show up. That's the kind of what she's like. What you think about this? I sacrifice everything for my artists. I love it. I everything. love it. I don't have any kids, but my little angels and my artists, they like my kids. They're like your kids. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I protect them at all costs because people will run you over in the industry. Oh, yeah, especially as a female. Yes. I've turned down deals and all watch. type of stuff. I've turned down a lot of things. Because they trying to mess me over. You Absolutely. Know what I'm so as a female, I have to make sure that I have the right representation, and she is in, is in the door first. And I have the people behind me that. Is constantly teaching. Yes, absolutely. Um, better ways of representing myself. Um, how to have professional conversations. Yes. How to what to ask. Yeah, what to, what to ask. Um, I have people that give me advice on my artists' attire. Yes. Like when they're going to different events. Absolutely. All that stuff is important because perception is everything. Mm-hmm. Perception is everything. Sadly, but it is like you could take the same human being and dress them down and make them look raggedy and junky and send them in a room and people are going to be like, I don't want to talk to that person. But do you take that same person, you clean them up, fix their hair up, put them in a nice outfit, put the right chain on them, put the right. Yeah. People are going to be like, that's who I need to talk Talk to. to. Uh And it's like. It's, it's crazy. Insane, it's but. it's perception. It's the way the world works. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I know you've been putting out singles. Are you anticipating a project? Yes, I have a um, EP that's in the works called Elemental. Um, basically, I'm putting together some songs that are different but the same. It's all going to be slim, but just different aspects of slim. Okay. So uh, the different elements. You feel what I'm I saying? I love so, it. That's dope. How many songs? Like five, six? About five, six of them. Yeah. Nice. So a nice little five piece. You know? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Five piece and maybe a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> I love. EPs, I'm a big fan of them because yeah. it's just enough to feed them, but still keep them a little hungry mm-hmm. to want more. Yep. Um, any anticipated time frame? Um, soon. I would I would say within the next few months. I'm not gonna say I could put an exact date on it yet because yeah. I'm still working on it. Um, but um, within the next few months, I give it maybe by the first of the year. Absolutely, somewhere around there. You know, my birthday is at the beginning of the year, so we might do something around that there. Would be perfect. You know what I'm yeah. So. Are you a Capricorn? Still celebrating her single that she dropped. Yeah, I'm still I'm still wrapped around uh, Slick Talk right now, which we are going to check out here in just a few minutes. So, is Slick Talk going to appear on the EP? No. So, all the songs that are on the EP, five to six songs, are they created specifically for that EP, or are you picking some out of the vault? Um, they're going to be created. Well, they are created for that EP, yeah, specifically, just because, like I said, I'm trying as a female artist. You know, they put us in a group. Yes. I'm not going to be grouped. I know um, that's I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I can give you whatever you want. You want to shake some behind? Yeah, we, we can do that. You want to yes. talk about the about the, pro- the problems that's going on in the neighborhood? We can talk about that. Yes. So I'm just, I'm creating a piece for for the women. Yes. That, that have more than one hat, pretty much. And that's so important. In order to become marketable, you have to cater to everybody. everybody. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you box yourself in and you're never going to be bigger than where you come from. And we desire more than that. Yeah. You know, it's like it's cool to be famous in your city, but we desire bigger than that. Yeah. I want to be known everywhere. everywhere. I want somebody in the UK to call. Can we book her? Yeah. That, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Have a Slim Dolo's a household name that yeah. everybody's going to know. Everybody's going to recognize because, OK, she made this type of music and she made this type of music. Does film interest you at all? 
Um, it's crazy you ask me that because <laughs> as when I was younger, I used to write like okay. stories and plays and stuff like that. So yeah, I would love to do something on film. Um, maybe later on down the line because right now I'm focused on just you yeah know, music right now. But I would love to get into film. Yeah, would you want to get into film on the aspect of actually writing the script or acting or a little bit of both? A little bit of both. You okay. can call me. You can call Tyler Perry. Okay. Uh, hey, you know, <laughs> come on, Tyler. Okay, shout I know out that's Tyler. right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when it comes to creating your music, are you a writer? Yes, I yes. write all my all of my music is written directly by me. Um, it's been a couple of times my cousin will be saying something. She 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 own it. I swear to God. <laughs> she'd be saying something I'm like oh girl I'm about to use that in a song and yeah I, I have a few hooks that have, were written were you know sideline written by her yeah so that's dope yeah I just don't ask for credit yeah she just okay <laughs> and I, when I put it together she'd be like oh shit I know that's right yeah <laughs> Is writing like a therapy for you? Yes. Yeah. I started out writing, um, like I said, stories and stuff just to, about my experiences and things that I was going through because my childhood was real rough. So I um, I was always mostly by myself because my siblings were, you know, grown at that yeah. point. You know, so I stayed by myself and I wrote. So even as now, I turn them into songs. Everything, that, anything that you hear me say in a song, I've been through it. I didn't did it. I didn't seen it. I didn't, you know. Yeah. So... Music is, uh, yeah, music and writing is my therapy. That's my go-to. Absolutely. And because you're pouring your personal experiences into your music, people resonate with it. Yeah. They're going to feel relatable. That's how people, that's how you build your real fan base, your real core fan base, because yeah. they're going to be able to relate right to me. what you're talking about. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So all of your inspiration, motivation for your music just comes from my mostly life, life experiences. Mm -hmm. Are your your kids a big fan of your music? Yes, my son. <laughs> like if I if I'm in the kitchen cooking and I start and I start saying um, I start speaking like you know rapping some of my songs, he. Uh, Aha, uh -huh, that's my ad lib. He'll come oh, okay. in with it. Uh-huh. He'll yeah. come in with it. He'll come in with my um with the next line. Like yeah. my son, he he loves my music. My daughter too, she'd be dancing around the house. As soon as I turn it on, they be like, Aha That is dope. Let's talk about that real quickly. You said I think it's so important as an artist, and I'm so glad you brought that up. Mm -hmm. Thank you for bringing up. You have to have a signature a like ad lib mm -hmm. or tag or something. How did that become yours? I became my tag because people counted me out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've gotten older, and people, like, uh, that I grew up with and started this music thing with, they kind of, like, let me fall by the wayside. Yeah. You know, and the same people, some of these same people, I'm not going to you know, downplay them because they're talented. You of know course. what I'm saying? But we were supposed to do it together, yeah. and Slim became Dolo. Yeah. So oh. it goes into my name. Yes. So... I, I, it, it's not like really like maybe like mocking them, yeah. but it's like y'all counting me out and yeah. here I am in your face. Aha. Aha. Exactly. Girl, as you should. I'm unapologetic right now. Like I'm, this is, this is bigger than me, but it is, it's still me. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I got counted out by a lot of people, friends, family, past relationships. They all counted me out. So aha. Aha. Absolutely. And you know what though? I think that was God protecting you. Yeah. Yes. Not yes. everybody is intended to go on your journey with you. Mm -hmm. And we have to be okay with letting people go, go who don't serve a purpose in your life. Absolutely. No matter how much it hurts. Sometimes it hurts like hell. Cause okay. we relationships, I, we love hard. I cried on my way down here. Like the whole ride. 13 yeah. hours, I cried. Yeah. But when I got here, she was like, come on, girl, we about to pick Get you. Get it together. Let's on. go. And shoot, I got it together, and I've been running ever since. But sometimes you have to let that emotion out. Yeah. Like, there's times where just for no reason, I'll cry. 
Like mm. not even nothing's bothering me. You just me. need that release. You just need that release. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Especially as women. Like men, okay. men don't understand. They think we're being whiny. No, we're just emotional. Yeah. Again, we give birth to a human being. So leave us alone. Okay. okay. <laughs> let's, start, let's start there. There you go. So the record Slick Talk is the main single you're pushing right now. Yes, ma'am. Um, tell everybody it's available on all the digital platforms. Yes, everywhere that you can stream it, buy it watch it it's everywhere i have a video that's upcoming the promo is out on youtube right now so yeah you can find it anywhere anywhere and everywhere did you film it in alabama yes who who was the videographer shout them out samo shout out to samo entertainment he's available on youtube on instagram at samo s-a-m-o entertainment absolutely and who produced the record uh cortez mckinnon he is an artist as well but he, okay um, no yeah so he's a uh, he's that man that can he wore a lot of hats, a lot of hats yeah, as well you know he um he's in every avenue as well he's um he's diverse artist, a president, a president. Of yeah he, he does photography all type of stuff he man that man does wears a lot of hats i as know well. that's right but the he's um oh and phil g phil g uh him and uh, cortez they um engineered it they, and they engineered it and produced the beat nice um Phil G works with like uh, finesse two times and oh, stuff okay. like that. So they put together that beat for me. They needed something that was slim, but it was still catchy and you people could dance to it. So. Absolutely, yes. and that's dope. What that's the important thing about that's working with a dope producer because they can sometimes bring different elements out in you yeah. that maybe I normally wouldn't have chose that beat. Mm-hmm. But they're like, "No, nah, you gonna rap on this beat," yep. and it ends up being probably your, it could be your biggest record. Man, look when I when they put, when they pulled this beat out and it was like I wrote a hook first. That, um, the first the first hook I wrote. They was like, mm. <laughs> so they was like, nah, we we don't need poetic slim right now. We need the slim that wants to party. At least so, they were honest with you. Yeah, you know that, that oh, it they, takes a they, team. They I cried. Honest. I cried. <laughs> I cried. And I was like, what you mean? That y'all want slim, but y'all don't want slim. I'm confused. So they was like, nah, we want party slim. So I'm like, all right, let me see. That's why I go. I uh, one the second verse. I'm a bald head, scallywag. Mm-hmm. I yeah, know partying. that's right. Partying. Yes, that is dope. But mm-hmm. I understand because I'm like that too. I get emotional when people tell me no. I'm like, <laughs> you know, this is my therapy. So it's like, what you mean? I can't say that, right? <laughs> but guess what? Save it for another record. Yeah, absolutely. Save it for another song. You know, something that may come on like a follow up EP or something yeah, like of that. Most like definitely, the, like the EP I'm working on now. Exactly. You know, so I'm leading with um, slick talk. But I do have a single that will be on the EP that's going to be dropping when I when the project is completed. There's a single that'll be dropping behind or well, yeah. before it. So that's more like my speak to the people singles. So. Absolutely. But you know, I have to. Right now we're partying, so we got to <laughs> we we got to get a party we record outside. going. Turn you up know? time. We Absolutely. <laughs> we outside. I heard you say that you're going to be in Texas coming up yes. and a few other places. Are you doing like a promo tour? Um, you can call it that. Yeah. yeah, you can call it that. I'll be you'll see my face in a few different places like um was it the thirteenth? Mm-hmm. Uh, October yeah, October thirteenth, I'll be in Houston, Texas. I'll be um at a club opening, it's called Members Only. Okay. It's in Houston, Texas. Shout out to y'all. And um I'll be opening for Slim Thug on the fourteenth. Shout out to Slim Thug, you man. That's dope. Yeah. That's gonna be a great experience. Yes. I'm ready. Who I'm would be, ready. Who would be an artist that you would love to get a record in with Dirk. right now? Dirk. Dirk, she said that quick. Dirk, come I'll, on, come on, uh, cousin of Jer, you know what I'm saying? We cook, cook, well, or little baby. Yes, yes. right I now I would have to agree with her. With <laughs> the little Dirk and the little baby. I listen to them a lot. Yeah. I used she to, loved I, them. I wanted to work with Vine, rest in peace, the Vine. Yeah. But Dirk and little baby, because right now I listen to them. Constantly, absolutely, inside of baby, you know. Shout out to my baby from Detroit. You <laughs> fed me. I want to work with him as well. He'd be turned. 
Absolutely. I love his energy. Big, right. big energy. And I love yes. the fact that Dirk is out here working with a lot of artists right now. Yes. That's so important as an artist, even at his level. You okay. have to be out here collabing with other artists be because outside. you got to be, be outside. Yeah, because <laughs> their fan base becomes your fan base Absolutely. and vice versa. With that being said, have you collabed with any artists in uh, the Alabama area yet? Um, yes, I collab with a couple on some unreleased songs. Okay. But, um, uh, not no major names if I, as far as I can think of. I mean, that's cool though. You, you still collab with yeah, some I'm artists out there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I got, um, a few collabs under my belt. Dope, dope. Absolutely. So we're about to get into this record. It's called Sleek Talk. Yes, ma'am. Before we do that, a couple things we got to do. Everybody needs to know where can they follow you at? Slim.dolo everywhere. That's slim. D-O-L-O, everywhere. I love the Twitter, fact. Facebook, everywhere. Yeah, you make it easy. You got to make it easy for people to find you. Know? you. People mm-hmm. have a shorter attention span. Okay, they get short and sweet. Absolutely, most definitely. So your YouTube and everything is slim.dolo, slim. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. most definitely. I know you have a lot of people that are supporting you, including your manager that's here with you today. Who do you want to shout out to? Um, Number one, God. Yes. And I want to shout out my dad and my sister and my kids. Yes. Hey, Caleb. Hey, Kai. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Last but not least, we are live. It's the Hype 87.3, but my podcast is called Industries Most Wanted, right? Gotcha. So I need to know what makes Slim Dolo the industry's most wanted slim make slim most wanted no, like duh, like, duh. No. <laughs> yeah, my energy i'm ready i'm outside yes I'm and, outside. and you're just a vibe like you have beautiful energy well thank you i'm gonna keep it g like i've been doing this for 12 years i've done thousands of interviews like i've sat across next to or across, whatever from a lot of people i thrive off people's energy and and you have a beautiful like spirit about yourself thank i can you. tell that you're just grounded mm-hmm. do you like nature yes i i like i haven't done it in a while but i'm always outside i'm always in some water yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think that's why we vibe because i am too like i'm i believe in being grounded like i'll yeah. go stand in the grass because the earth projects energy. energy so i read people's energy and even just from the moment you walked in the door you just have beautiful energy well, thank you yes you're you welcome well. absolutely because there's some people i sit with and i can for the Feel life it. of me can't catch a vibe with them it's like talking to this wall and i'm just like oh my god yeah you know we've been going 50 minutes already really have we 50 minutes like no, we've been having a good old time oh, yeah. hey we outside we partying over okay. here yeah absolutely so thank you so much for being here it was absolutely a vibe absolutely this ain't gonna be the last time absolutely not and just to throw it out there maybe you can put it on your radar um me and Bigger Rank, and we do a showcase every quarter. Okay. And our next one's going to be in December. We always do a holiday networking event slash mm-hmm. indie concert where artists can perform, but we have, like, media that comes out and DJs for gotcha. artists to network with. Okay. That's going to be December 21st. I'm going to have the flyer made probably in the next week or so. So Absolutely. We'll be there. We'll be there. Yeah, we'll come, be there. come network. Oh, we, we come. We'll be there. We'll be there as soon as we get a day outside. We outside. We get in our transportation van and go. Yep. I know that's right. And then if you have, like, you know, promo stuff you know banners flyers gotcha. be, feel free to bring she any of that stuff with you yeah. all that bring mm-hmm. all that so dope i will yeah we'll be there i know that's right I'm y'all sure heard it here you know what i'm saying well, we be there on the 21st, <laughs> yes absolutely so um but we're about to get into this record okay. it's called slick talk i need you to go ahead and give us that official introduction yo it's slim.dolo everywhere y'all about to check out my new record slick talk is available everywhere in all platforms let's go Come and see what all the hype is about. Tune in to The Hype 87.3.